Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, more scheming by Mike Hubbard. Also, the Department of Justice provides more information on prison problems. And will former President Donald Trump endorse Linda Blanchard for governor? Stop. I think that was one of K.I.B.'s pets. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter with APR, and columnist, an all-around gentleman at large. Careful there. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I asked for a better intro last week to get a better intro. I like it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. You know, ask and you shall receive. That's right. Uh, or as my mother said, asking you may get booed, screwed, and tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, gorgeous, yummy, yummy, gorgeous on trip to trip to fan and all that. Hey Josh, you wrote a column about this and I did too, and then you wrote a follow-up report. And Mike Hubbard, we all know they had documents uh, of him using his office, I mean, not using his prison cell yes. to try to influence legislation. Prison cell office kind of slips. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike Hubbard, as a mob boss, would be believable because he's trying to run his organization from his prison dorm. But one of the things that's really concerned us, and you've written about it, I've written about it, is these unnamed co-conspirators, as I call them. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Steve Marshall did not release the names, but, but you've learned more about that, haven't you? Yeah, you know, they, they are right now trying to figure out how to present uh, this uh, this evidence that they have of him using his uh, his prison cell for personal gain, which is a really funny sentence. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, but, uh, but, you know, making phone calls from prison and trying to earn his early release uh, and, and sending emails as well. And they're trying to figure out exactly how to present this evidence. And so they held a hearing last week, which they didn't alert anybody to. Uh, there was no hearing notice, no order went out or anything, so nobody knew this hearing was taking place, at which they determined that the best course of action was going to be to print transcripts of the phone calls, uh, the relevant portions of the phone calls. Uh, I guess that only the things that are mentioned in the filing itself will be printed. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to use uh, the names of the people who were there, who were also speaking or the names of the people uh, that were involved in this. Um, I don't know if those things will be redacted, but the rest of the phone calls will be redacted. Uh, only the portions that are that are relevant to that filing will be included. Um, and you know, I I for one have a problem with that. I think that the, the whole thing should be a public record. I think it is public. I think that uh, when you tell the, the prisoners there that they have no privacy, I think that if a normal prisoner uh, was creating a conspiracy, 
uh, and the, there was a filing about that, that phone call would be recorded and you could listen to it on a loop forever. Uh, yep. But because we're mentioning other lawmakers in this, and there are there are other lawmakers that are mentioned on those phone calls that, that conspired uh, to fix legislation to get my covered out, you know, we're going to hide it. I mean, but we're, we're talking about an amendment to the prison bill to get mm-hmm. Mike Hubbard out of prison. Now, here's something that I find really interesting. Well, Alcourt doesn't have the bandwidth, right, mm-hmm. to, to store this, this information. They're also concerned about storage of the thumb drives. Uh, but storing a thumb drive and storing, you know, you know, 611 phone calls and, uh, you know, 436 pages. Printing that out is less of a burden than storing a thumb drive. Explain yeah. that to me. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. Well, the whole thing, and Josh brings up the point, it's shady because you wouldn't have that happen to just an average incarcerated exactly. person. Right. That's exactly I mean, my we would point. have access to all that information. And one of the things they said, some of it could be embarrassing. Yeah, to my coverage, stabbing somebody in the back. Could be potentially uh, libelous and mm-hmm. all this stuff. I mean, good Lord, what were they doing? Were they talking about grandma's warts or were they talking about <laughs> Kay Ivy or were they talking, who, who were, what some were they talking about? It could be about? physically damaging, physically yeah, yeah. damaging. I just think that it's a, uh, uh, you know, I, I just think that I, I don't think you're treating it fairly. That's, that's my biggest problem here is mm-hmm. I don't think it's being treated fairly. I think there are people uh, there that, that in, in our government that we should be able to hear the conversations that they're having about a governmental process. No matter right. what exactly. that is, right. we ought to be able to hear what they're talking about, especially if they're filing it in court to keep a person locked up. We should be able to hear the full context of what's taking place. Well, and, and attorneys I've talked to, and even our attorney says, that he can't see how this is, this, this, these recordings and the tapes and the and the transcripts and everything without having a name are legal because mm-hmm. the public has a right to know who made these statements. I mean, it could be that nobody actually made these statements if you want to take yeah. that side of it. Right. So we have to but, know who made the statements. But we know there are at least two legislators involved and we deserve to know who they are and what they're up to because we're paying them. We pay their salaries. So we need to know what they're up to. And there's two lobbyists involved. No, we don't pay their salaries, but we certainly need to know who's up to what and who's conspiring with who. Well, and I think, you know, they talk about the friends being on these calls, that it's relevant to these filings. I think there's like seven friends. Seven friends. Yeah. But this is indicative of how this works. My coverage has had special treatment all along. Yeah. And and they want to change the ethics laws. They really do. We, we found out that- Yeah, Mike, they don't want to get caught the same way that Mike Hubbard got right. caught. And Josh- Doing legal stuff. They, Mike Hubbard tried to influence legislation in the 2021 regular session yep. to lessen the penalties and the ethics laws. I mean, that yeah. yeah, he continues to do that. Yeah, he continues to try to uh, to try to help himself and help his friends and his friends see what happened uh, to Mike Hubbard. And listen, let me just let me be clear. Mike Hubbard needs to be in jail. He broke the law. Yeah. I mean, he clearly look go back and read the emails. What he was concerned about was breaking the law there. That's what he did. Um, and I and I want to say this too. Uh, 
having those transcripts, uh, having identifying those people that are involved in this, will go a hell of a long way towards deterring this sort of conduct. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, That's if right. they know that they're going right. to be exposed at some point in the future, it'll be a hell of a wake-up call for a lot of people. That's right. Exactly. And they they want to change the ethics laws so that the legislature is not even under the Alabama Ethics Act, that they're actually, they have their own little right. commission or right. council within the legislature to say whether they did something wrong well, or not. They've been paid by the legislature to perform their duties. I don't see anything stinky about that. There is absolutely nothing that they want to do that's not stinky when it comes to ethics. But we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high, the owl said. Check for monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Whether I am in Margaritaville enjoying a cheeseburger in paradise or cruising around on the Gulf of Mexico, I always make sure to vote. I am Jimmy Buffett, and I want to encourage you, too, to become a registered voter and to obtain a photo ID so you can have your voice heard and your vote count just like me. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, but fortunately, you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to get to the polls and exercise your right to vote. Keep making a difference for Alabama. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to the the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, uh, last week, the Wall Street Journal uh, printed an article that started a bit of a firestorm here in Alabama. They said that President, former President Donald Trump was uh, going to endorse Linda Blanchard, who's running for the Senate, to run against Kay Ivey. I mean, this is not news to us in Alabama who are in politics, but it has made a big deal that former president might endorse Linda Blanchard over Kay Ivey. You know, the, the rumor of, of Lindy Blanchard running for governor has been out there for months. I mean, this is nothing new to anybody in politics. It's just thought. Uh, and and, and, and I, as much as people of Alabama love Trump, his endorsements really don't go very far in this state. I mean, he might grow up, produce about 36%, but Kay Ivey's popularity, even nationwide, is Huge. Yeah, I mean, Josh, this seems like a fool's errand to me. I mean, uh, endorsing uh, Linda Blanchard to run against Kay Ivey. I mean, I like Linda Blanchard, but Kay Ivey has been a great governor. and can. I mean, I know you won't agree with me on that. <laughs> but from my standpoint, she's been transformative. And another term would even, she would get a lot more done. 
Well, I think fool's errand pretty much sums up the entire Trump presidency. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's my that opinion. Was coming. Of course. Uh, but, and, and listen, the, the idea that he would uh, he would choose somebody like uh, Linda Blanchard, who was his ambassador because she gave a lot of money, um, is, is not, you know, really a surprise. Uh, or that he would do some because he's pitching a little hissy fit uh, over some personal slight that he feels uh, took place there because he couldn't hold his little dumb rally on the at USS Alabama Battleship Park. And, uh, you know, in it's, the middle of this is perfect. This is the perfect Trump thing. I mean, this is really, it's what he does. It's er- People think he's like some genius for some reason or another, even though he loses all the time. And, and this is what happens. This is what happens. This is the stupid things that, that come out from, from Trumpism. So congratulations. Well, I mean, I, I think, I, I just, you know, we hear about these all these people that might jump in the governor's race, and that's fine if they want to make, you know, people spend more money. Yeah. But I just don't, I, I've talked to some very smart pollsters and people who run races, and they're like, Donald Trump is worth about 38 points in, a, in a, this race with, a, with that, and it also, it's translating to about that for Mo Brooks. But you're right, Susan, KIV is extremely popular, uh, but they keep wanting to run somebody against her. I don't get it. No, I don't either. I mean, what she's like, the, on number eight on the nation's, favorite governor's list. Yeah. I mean, she's it, top, top eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. In the top eight of the governor, you know, nationally. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she's, well, she didn't kill enough career. people during COVID as the problem. Well, That's the, the real problem is she didn't kill enough people during COVID. And so therefore there's, a, there's gotta be a challenge from the right to get our, our freedom to die back. <laughs> well, that, that is true. That's very important. I mean, we must have a, you know, COVID free or die. Our uh, Republican party, man. Good Lord. Well, <clears throat> I don't, I'm not sure that the Republican Party that we see, at least nationally, has mm-hmm. much to do with Republicanism as I have known it all my life. It, it I would certainly agree is not. Uh, yeah, certainly not. No, nothing like not it. The same. Nothing like not the it. same. I mean, when when you think that Kay Ivey is somehow governing from the left of the Republican <laughs> Party, I mean, come on now. That ain't yeah. happening. Kay Ivey is as solid a, a Republican as I've ever known and will continue to do so. You know, one, uh, another thing I want to jump on here, <coughs> excuse me, a club for growth, a big time Washington, uh, D.C., big money group, super PAC. They give they, they've given millions to control Alabama politics. And now they're running negative ads, Susan, against Katie Britt. They don't even bother to look up how to spell Alabamian in the ad for Katie. It's Alabamans. Not Alabamians. Mo Brooks doesn't care enough to check his own ads that we're called Alabamians proudly, not Alabamans. I don't even know what an Alabaman is, but Josh, I mean, Club for Growth is really just a big lobbying group that actually funds campaigns. I mean, yeah. they are—they were all anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spent millions of dollars against Trump until Trump won, and then they're like, oh, well, we like Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, you know, I can't fault him for the first dance, uh, but the but the latter uh, and everything else that they've done. I mean, they're basically, as they like to call it, the swamp. Uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're a DC lobbying firm, and that's all they do. They they lobby for thing for people that that meet their interests and their goals, which is essentially greed. Um, and that's, I mean, that's this is what they're for. I mean, this is for, they're for their group of people, and so that's the reason why they they select Mo Brooks. Well, I can tell you how bright their group is. They backed. Barry Moore, yeah, in his congressional district. Well, that's a guy that they can control. 
It's a guy that exactly. they can control down there. Uh, exactly. And this, this hit on 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 Katie Britt, uh, you know, which I don't agree with Katie Britt on, on anything. But uh, at the same time, I you know I do appreciate the fact that she at least tried to have some sort of partisan uh, committee went there with Stephen Reed in the city of Montgomery, and she tried to help guide him in issues that she th- felt like were uh, important to her and people like her. Uh, and Stephen Reed thought that she was an important voice to have on that committee because he likes to hear voices from all sides uh, and get a good collective of people giving him advice on stuff, which is the way government is supposed to work. And so if you're against that and you've got a problem with it, you're the problem. Exactly. I agree with you because she's about issues, not about party and, and all of this other crap. Yeah, what, she's about what's important to people. Well, she was head of BCI, BCA, the Business yeah. Council of Alabama. And the Business Council of Alabama is, a, is supposed to be nonpartisan. So she was really looking out for the business interests and the people of Montgomery when she joined his transition team. But Josh, you and I both know in that ad, the worst thing is she appears in an ad with a black Democrat. Yeah, that's yeah, true, yes. Can't well, get that well, back. He's leading other men at a walk down the street. Yeah. Other black men. There were three black men in that picture. Well, that's it. That's all That's all you need to know, right? Yeah. Nah, nothing racist about that. Well, I mean, it, it's a shame. It's a shame that that sort of thing would, would they think would play well with with voters. Uh, I mean, it really is. It really is a shame that you would that you would look at that and be put off by somebody by two groups of people kind of trying to work together to make a city better, uh, the capital city of Alabama. If that's troubling to you, uh, that she would participate and try to uh, have her voice heard in what's going to take place in that city, then you know, I I, I think you need to reexamine what your priorities are. And I gotta say this, I gotta get this in here. A white female Republican supporting a black male Democrat. Oh, it just, Mo Brooks can't handle that. It's just, it's just well, she can't handle it. Well, she just supported, you know, after he won his race. I mean, she was yeah, like, Yeah, she, we she worked out? on the committee to, to help yeah. with the yeah. cities. Yeah, yeah. The city right, we're, gonna to, we're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Whether I am in Margaritaville enjoying a cheeseburger in paradise or cruising around on the Gulf of Mexico, I always make sure to vote. I am Jimmy Buffett, and I want to encourage you, too, to become a registered voter and to obtain a photo ID so you can have your voice heard and your vote count just like me. It is five o'clock somewhere, but fortunately you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to get to the polls and exercise your right to vote. Keep making a difference for Alabama. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I did want to circle back to that Club for Growth ad because it was so egregious. They, they, they really busted on Katie for the infrastructure passage here in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they've been against the infrastructure pass that passed. They want us backwards and barefoot. The, the, okay. <laughs> Anyway, backwards and barefoot. I'm not sure how I take supposed to take that. But what I can say is that the idea Donald Trump, when he was president, wanted to raise the gas tax nationally, Josh, and you know this yeah. to be true, 25 cents a gallon. 
Alabama raised it 10 cents a gallon. It hadn't been raised since 1992. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's a, no, it is. It's a, you know, I, I'll say this. Let me, I, I remind people too, that, that most people, uh, I, Tommy Tuberville, for, for example, which I believe was a club for growth guy, went around uh, and talked to uh, African-Americans within the state of Alabama about what they needed. Uh, yeah. because he wanted some guidance on issues that he was unfamiliar with. That's how things are supposed to work. I mean, it's right. like, no, nobody's knocking him for that. I would not. I've knocked him for a thousand different things, but not for that. You know, that's what no. you're supposed to do is go out and no. take all these different viewpoints and bring them together. And the same way with, with the gas tax and things like that. It, look, this was passed by Republicans in this state. Democrats voted for mm-hmm. it as well. Um, you know, they, they wanted it nationally because we needed an infrastructure uh, help. We needed infrastructure help throughout our country. I mean, we didn't do that nationally, and thank God we've got Joe Biden in there now that has that has been well, able to pass that. And we are going to talk about that. I want to talk about how good that is for Alabama. But Josh, you did a story this week that I I thought was <laughs> sad and 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 just indicative of what's going on. The federal courts asked for the Department of Justice to be more specific on how. Alabama prisons were unconstitutional and the treatment of inmates here. You couldn't even put in a written piece all the stuff that they listed and how outrageous and inhuman it was. Oh, I mean, just, you know, hundreds of examples of of abuse and uh, murder, uh, of covering up murder. You know, in that, in in one of the specific examples they cited in there was a a man who was stabbed multiple times, multiple stab wounds uh, in, in him. And they ruled his death natural. Um, I mean, and, and, and there, I mean, listen, there were just uh, the the sexual assaults, the descriptions yeah. of the sexual assaults. I mean, my God, uh, and uh, and the lack of care and compassion um, and and justice for any of it that has gone on for years, including including this is what should just outrage the hell out of everybody is after the DOJ started its investigation. This stuff didn't get any better, and in some cases got worse. Yeah. And all, let me boil it down for you. Not a single one of our 13 prisons has a working fire alarm system. Whoa, I didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. I'm not surprised. It's unsafe. I've been there. I've been. We've been in three of them, mm-hmm. and I am not surprised at all. I mean, these I mean, are places where they take their napkins from their lunch trays and stuff their mattresses to have something to lay on besides steel. It, yeah. It's just, it, it's just a. Do you know how how little you have to care for none of the damn fire alarms to work? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and for it to be reported in 2017, and they still don't work. I, I believe me. I think they thought COVID was their way to, you know, uh, 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 decrease the amount of overcrowding that we have. I really think they thought that. Uh, God. And, and anyway, we've talked about it a million times. I, just because exactly. you lose your freedom does not mean you lose your humanity and to be raped and murdered and in prison you're not there to be raped and murdered you're there to be punished and to be rehabilitated but we're gonna have to move on go ahead i I just want one thing i just want to say real quick it costs as much to run bad prisons as it does to run good prisons that's right exactly that's right that's right exactly It, it certainly does and we, you brought up the fact about infrastructure, you know. Yes. <clears throat> the Biden, uh, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, they passed a, a huge infrastructure package, and it is a hard infrastructure package, 90% of it. 
Uh, people mm -hmm. want to say it's the Green New Deal and all that. It has nothing to do with that. Nonsense. What it does is just roads, bridges, mm -hmm. uh, broadband. Public that's transportation. The, the, yeah, that's the, that's the hard infrastructure that in the past has always been bipartisan. Mm -hmm. But, Josh, none of our Republicans voted for it. Terry Sewell voted for it. Let's talk a little bit about what's in it for Alabama. You, you look oh, yeah. at this. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a it's a fantastic package for for every, really all the state and all over the country. But it addresses some. Uh, assuming we spend the money correctly, it addresses ah. a lot of our very important needs. We've all seen over the last two years how important broadband is here, and how the lack of broadband for students in schools has really hurt a lot of kids in rural areas. Uh, you know, uh, we got a hundred million dollars. Uh, for that. Uh, so, um, you know, we're going to be able to do that. Water systems, uh, Lowndes County and the Black Belt, for example, are going to be able to, to do some real work with the water systems down there and maybe uh, end some of those, <laughs> uh, the diseases that have, that we shouldn't have anymore in this From country. Sewage. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, our bridges uh, and, and dams uh, in this state, we all know are in disrepair. And we've got, as Terry Sewell talked about on our podcast a few weeks ago, that in her district alone, there are many, many kids that are having to wake up an hour early Early because they've got to take a longer route to school because the school buses aren't allowed to go over the damn bridges on the way to school. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, we've got all of these things are addressed in this package that we've been needing for, for years now. And if you, don't, if you doubt the importance of this, just remember that Donald Trump held about 700 infrastructure weeks during his presidency. And, it, and most of the things that were part of that package uh, that didn't get passed are in the Biden package now. Right. Uh, and it is a bipartisan package. None of our people voted for it because they didn't want to give a win to Democrats. That's the only reason they didn't vote for it. Hell, half the people up that didn't vote for this thing have got all sorts of stuff in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Susan, if you don't have infrastructure, you don't have commerce. If you don't have commerce, you don't have jobs. Exactly. It's like one of the pieces of this is the you know stations for the electric cars. We're moving into a new era. We've got an industry here in Alabama for electric cars. So if we don't have stations for them, they're not doing anything it's not feasible so there's people that have to build those there's people that mm -hmm. have to maintain those i mean it's just jobs well i had a friend the other day called me and said i i hope that infrastructure package works you guys said because i can tell when i leave tennessee and, and, and or georgia and come into alabama i don't need any signs he said i can yeah. feel it in my car <laughs> yeah and shocks yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. maybe the car repairs hey the car repairs alone will save people a lot of damn money yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, car repairs, we're all for it. And we're all for roads and bridges. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.